0: Hello and welcome to I'll Try That, the beer review and news podcast. I'll Try That, the beer review and news podcast
1: here in London. Ding dong. I was thinking about this last night in bed. Smashed it. <laughs> Roof of success. There's a soon to be a fur daddy.
0: <laughs>
1: Another one in the bag. I'm vetoing that. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Hot Topic. Uh to this week, Rich and I are going to be diving into the metaverse with Heineken Silver. But first, Rich, you got a hot topic for us.
0: Yes. Um so I've discovered a hot topic that's very much close to my heart. Some people may say we we did a whole section of the of the podcast was was, was dedicated to it. Um and of course it, it's home brewing. Okay. As as me, I've currently opened Weymouth's premiere... Um, new brewery <laughs> in your, in your kitchen say. Um, in my kitchen hey, some yeah. of the best um, breweries around have started Cam-
1: in, the, in someone's kitchen so you know
0: well that well that's it wasn't it um, Northern
1: Monk started up in their, their, in their, their mum's basement Northern I think M- it was
0: in their mum's basement so why not in a two bed in the centre <laughs> of Weymouth um, <laughs> but um, Camera has announced um, a homebrew competition to tie in um, it's forthcoming, Great British. Well, let's beers. face
1: it, Camera. The campaign for um, real ale. If they're setting up a beer, a beer competition, at homebrew, there's going to be some stiff competition here. There's going to be very high, high expectations from the judging panel on these beers.
0: Well, that's what I mean. They are. They are. I'll put it out there. They're probably better beer experts <laughs> than myself. No. Um, what? No. 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 <laughs> More than more than the fellow who set up a beer chatting podcast with his friend in <laughs> lockdown. Um, <this> is... <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're setting out a homebrew competition this time with the with the Camera Beer Festival, and hopefully, any of our listeners have probably, if they are listening, have more than likely been to a a beer festival hosted by Camera at some point. Um, normally held in a um, some village hall somewhere or a marquee on a cricket club's field, um, and. Ramful of all these weird and wonderful ales that you can try across the absolute board. I think the last one I went to was in Weymouth Pavilion in the Ocean Room. Um, I'm not going to lie, it was a <laughs> depressing affair. Um, and just, we 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 ended up going on the last sitting on oh. a Sunday evening when there was only the in, the incredibly stouty stouts, shall we say. Um, we know how left. you feel
1: about those stouty stouts. <laughs>
0: all oh, those st- bloody stouts <laughs> <laughs> and but but it got it got me thinking that maybe I should enter some entries are still open nice to put them in I've got some home ah, okay from yeah. when I made some maybe I throw in my hat into do you know
1: which one will couples. blow them away is that your chilli beer <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally blow them away. <laughs> so you should enter that one and just see what happens. I mean
0: Yeah. I would Who knows? Who knows? It's an acquired taste. I mean, they do um, say they do say no in PR rat that, rat that rat all rat
1: press rat. is good press, right?
0: You know? So Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Who knows? I could I could either get arrested for trying to poison <laughs> somebody. Or <laughs>
1: oh yeah i, I didn't think <laughs> of that yeah that, that's fair that's fair
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> look it's probably a bunch of old boys and they'll all be sitting around a table and they'll all have a shot glass so they won't they won't have loads they'll have a, like a little shot glass of it sort of thing and they'll all sit there and you'll just see them all go <laughs> to be fair a little shot glass worth,
1: worth with friends just so you can laugh at each other's reactions it's probably the perfect way to sell that beer yeah you know
0: well that's it I, th- I think there is a market for it. I think there is a market for spicy dicks Sp- homebrew. Um... <laughs> You've got that one friend that you want to
1: stitch up. Maybe you're playing Russian roulette with uh, you know with with shots shots of beer, everyone else has normal one, but there's one rogue spicy dicks homebrew yeah. in there, and. Uh... There
0: you go. A homebrew. I think it's perfect for a Christmas present. You know, you've got to go and buy those five, you normally five yeah, pounds yeah. To secret Santa or something like that. This is the perfect, I'm not saying it's a sessionable <laughs> ale. In any way, shape or form, but, am I saying that Dick's Spicy Homebrew is a sessionable ale, but it's the perfect novelty gift for one I'll give you Just that, Rich. It's not, a, Nathan, it's Nathan.
1: not, um, you know, a sessionable beer, but it's certainly a memorable beer. That is for sure. You're not going to forget this beer anytime soon. Beer. I'm yeah. still having nightmares. I mean, sorry, yeah. memories of our experience with <laughs> Spicy Dicks Homebrew.
0: Homebrew. I'm, I'm thinking there's, there's got to be a market for this. And, like, people love hot sauce they're not than <laughs> a hot beer.
1: I mean, that logic, you can't, you can't, that's an unblinking logic right there. I can't find fault in that. So, you're yes. yeah, absolutely right. Someone out there will want this. <laughs> yes. And. How better to address it to the world as if camera? It's been a, a camera accredited spicy brew, home brew. So I think you're absolutely right. You need to bring this into the the judges' attention.
0: Imagine I won.
1: Won <laughs> what though, Rich? Won what? <laughs> they almost killed one of the judges. Yeah. Uh, you know, award. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can just see. You can just see it now. People round the people round the people round the marquee going... Spicy Dicks Homebrew. Canberra <laughs> Award winning. Well, I'll probably have I mean, to give that a go. And you do see various people go.
1: <laughs> I
0: mean it would be enough if that
1: was part of the marketing or slash on the bottle label that someone would pick it up, put it in their shopping basket on their way round. You know. It might even get you a conversation with a stockist and actually could get, get this your home brews sold, you know. There you go. Who
0: knows?
1: <laughs> Who knows? <laughs>
0: Well, we're we'll we're we'll getting away from our home brew to a new brew. Yeah, there you go. There I like go. that transition. It was brew. seamless. There yeah, you, go. you know that transition. There we go to a new brew from um, from from the Heineken okay. Brewery. Um, they've brought us. Well, they've brought us Heineken. Ooh, and very edgy.
1: What is what is different about yeah, Heineken Silverish? Because everyone knows Heineken. You know, we know the taste of a Heineken and people yeah. either love it or they hate it, right? You know, but it's much love because it's so big. But why yeah. why a new beer? What's this all about?
0: So Heineken Silver is supposedly an extra refreshing taste, a unique recipe with, of course, the Heineken A yeast, the, the, the unique yeast. Um, and it's meant to be a slightly lower calorie, but it's meant to be more refreshing. Right. Um, than the... Than the than, than the original than the mm. original Heineken, because um, you're meant to serve it at minus one. Oh, okay.
1: So it's meant to be served, and they're really pushing this serving cold situation with them. Which let's face it, Heineken yeah. needs, in general, Heineken needs to be served cold. Um, you know, to, 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 but you know, it's still a good solid brew when it's when it's cold. But they're really doubling down on yeah. that and silver. That makes a lot of sense. I heard from this that, that a big part of the silver, uh, kind of brewing process is that it's uh, cold brewed. So it's actually brewed in chilled, um, in a you know in a oh. chilling environment. So actually, it's brewed yeah. in a cold environment as well. Oh, cool. So I think they're really doubling down on it. And as you can see from that, I and mean, we've got the cans, you can get them in bottles as well. But they've oh, oh I nice. The oh, so I'm pleased you got that as well because we can have a bit of both. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So you can definitely see from the cans. I don't know if it's on the label of the bottles as well. This kind of like ice effect that they've got on. Um, they've got on the cans. Have they got that on the on the bottle label as well?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so they've got, they've got them on the bottle label. I'll show you there, at yeah, yeah. the camera. Oh, nice. You can nice. kind of see the, the frosted effect they've got on it. Now, um, I love
1: the fact with the silver in the cans, they've put them in these slimline cans, because that, I don't know if you can see this. Yeah, yeah so they're silver the they? 330 mils, yeah. but they're in the slimline cans, you know, like a Red Bull can is. You know, Red Bull's in a, in a slimline can. It's yeah, like that, yeah. and it's all because I think we're all going leaning towards who do you think this new, uh, this new um, innovational of beer of Heineken is aimed at?
0: Well, oh, it's going to be the young hip uh, or the younger crowd, shall we go, Joe? So That's that absolutely it. Here. They
1: have said millennials, Gen Zers and Gen Yers are exactly who they're targeting for this. Um, and they really double down on this beer by launching it into the metaverse. Now I sent you a video before this, uh, before we started recording, of the virtual launch party. I'm not even joking; it was a virtual launch party in the metaverse. They had recreated like a, you know, a, 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 like a conference, let's say, but in the digital space.
0: So, so the link you sent me was, I'm going to say, quite possibly one of the worst advertising or launches or whatever I have ever come across. It was genuinely atrocious there was what I think I saw four so you're meant in in, in the metaverse you're you're meant to have a virtual avatar aren't you so you can create this avatar to look whatever you want to be whatever your different personality is and that's who that's what they can see that's what other people can see in the metaverse there was four people at this <laughs> Heineken Silver Lodge. and they and they did this countdown and they were like 10 9 8 and then all of a sudden some bloke appears there was nothing Well, else an, an avatar appeared appears, a digital avatar appeared an avatar voiced by yeah. someone an probably some sort
1: appeared. of Heineken executive and there
0: was yeah and there was nothing else going on there was just and then yeah. he just started to talk and he just started to talk and I was like cool but there was no pageantry there was nothing else it was just a but the thing is i think we're so
1: fascinated by that because obviously that was a recording of what of something that happened but digitally and I think that's what's, that's what's different about this. This is why I know about Heineken Silver is because they've really doubled down on the digital like sphere of things. They've gone so far to the, to the point where they've actually brewed this beer with, well, they, this is an article I'm reading here. They're brewing with pixels, not yeast. And Heineken launches first virtual beer brewed in the virtual world, Heineken Silver. So initially you couldn't even get hold of the physical product of Heineken Silver. It was a digital only beer that was launched.
0: Just, I just, I know that there's all of the are they going down the route of like an NFT spot on all of this yeah. sort of stuff that there is a that there is some virtual presence and it's really really hard to get hold of Heineken silver whatever it's going to be like like I've only just really I finally had to Google what an <laughs> NFT was and it finally kind of got broken down to me and all of this sort of stuff like look, in in all honesty my my online and virtual presence is minimal at the best of times this is just. I'm never going to be in the world of NFT or Bitcoin. So or you're, you're like kind of that. the older
1: I'm, age of the, of the millennial group, aren't you, Rich? That's...
0: <laughs> well, that's it. I've only, I've only just started using <laughs> chip. Um it. That's what you that's what you going to. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh,
1: but I think that's so fascinating. I mean, so yeah, so maybe a lot of this, of, of the launch, maybe kind of goes over your head a bit. But I think... The fact that this is the world's first ever brewed beer in the virtual space, and I say brewed in like the the quotation marks because they had a virtual distillery in this place called Decentraland. So you can go into uh, decentraland.org and you can go and sign up and you can go into the metaverse through Decentraland, and it's basically a anyway, it's like a whole situation where you can go in. People can create their own spaces, and other people can just go in and out of it. I think you actually gave me a fact, which that you can go and buy in Decentraland. You can go and buy a house next to Snoop Dogg. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So yeah. So I was I was to, to become more down with the kids. Um, I was trying to find out what. Or I was listening to a few podcasts and stuff like that. And so Snoop Dogg, so in the metaverse, there are different... So, you know, in the real world, you have different places you can go live. So you have um, different streets. Some are more wealthier streets, have more expensive houses on. Some are seen as more upper class, lower class, and everything like that. And that's exactly the same within the metaverse, that there is plots of land that you can digitally buy, um, and they cost varying different amounts of money. So one of these, like the one of the more higher end, Snoop Dogg has a big mansion in the metaverse that he owns, and somebody brought the plot of land next to Snoop Dogg's house for something like hundred pounds And this is real money. Real money
1: they purchase.
0: This is real money being transferred so they can have virtual real estate. Yeah. So you can't live in it, but you can put your your goggles on, and you can go... But... this is following another trend which is just
1: sounds so like nfts is one thing right where people are spending like 200 like quarter of a million on a monkey picture because it's like it's it's that they have to own that and they are the only owner of that monkey picture right um yeah you know seth green actually talking about the monkey pictures seth green you know that you know um he he had uh, he had a whole yeah. series he bought one of these monkey pictures and he had a whole podcast series or like a virtual youtube series that was based around what if this monkey was a um, a bartender and like kind of went through this whole like he was creating skits based on it and someone stole his monkey so his whole like series went out the window because he couldn't use it anymore because he didn't own that anymore
0: but how did somebody steal I
1: I hacked it, exactly. man. I'm sure it, there is, I'm sure, I know the whole point of NFTs is that it's uh, non fungible, uh, non fungible, what's NFT sound for again? Non fungible transactions. I think that's basically it.
0: Some, something like that. So basically, you shouldn't, it's like Bitcoin because you shouldn't, the, I'd like to say this isn't a tech, <laughs> this is me trying to explain Bitcoin. No, this is, but as far as I'm aware, is is you can't hack Bitcoin because it's a chain and then you take that part of the chain away and the chain goes, something along those lines but you so, can't technically you technically can't be able to No, NFTs the are That's non-fungible to tokens
1: say. and so they they are based in the in the with backed by blockchain technology which is what you are talking about there with bitcoin um, and blockchain. blockchain and yes that yeah. is showing a full transparency you like, you can't get into it unless you have the key so obviously this person must have got hold of the key from Seth Green's thing uh stole it and then changed the key about where it was stored so you know they now have access to this uh, bored ape um because, you know, this one of these Bored Apes was sold for $357,000 of real money. And it's a digital art piece that they then
0: own. See, the thing is, I, I get the idea of digital right. art. Right. I think, I, I get that. I get the idea of digital art because the way we're going and stuff like that, but I just... I don't get it at the same time because why are we paying 250,000 for something that you can't hold? I agree. I, I, don't I, I think there's I
1: mean there's this yeah. I mean there's I'm in a mixed bag here because I can understand why people are interested in this space but the value that they're attaching to it is is crazy That's to me. Yeah. Um I mean maybe obviously we're sat here not with a spare $357,000 that we can spend on a <laughs> oak painting. But importantly like you know it, Exactly to that point is if it, these things are given value by people and someone decided that it was worth that. Yeah. Like there's there are there Gucci bags right now that are only built in the digital space and actually they're being sold for more than an actual Gucci bag in real life. Yeah seriously because people of those kind of people are putting for putting attention to it like they're maybe in decentraland you can address you can dress your um you know your uh, avatar up with your own personalized you know or like given gucci bag which no one else in the world can own in a digital space and and that for some people is enough to be like here's 10 grand let's go you know i want that on my dress my avatar up
0: I'm really glad I get motion sickness when I put on virtual <laughs> reality goggles. Like I try I tried some and I tried playing a shooting game and then I came out and threw up because I just because of physically deal with emotion. So Wait, I'm not destined to do You're be gonna be left behind, man. We're gonna be I'll, be I'll be saying
1: to you, Rich, I'll meet you down yeah. in the pub and you're like, oh yeah, which one? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's in the metaverse, and you'll be like, No, I'm not being there. Go away.
0: <laughs> we can have a we can have a higher than silver. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I mean, actually, nicely does bring us back onto it. So yeah, okay, a lot of kudos for for Heineken. Uh, obviously, it makes sense for a brand this big that they've done something, and they're able to claim they are the first to do it. Yeah. Right? They've jumped into this space in two feet. Yeah. They've seen an op- They've seen an opportunity to attract uh, and and kind of talk to a new area of consumer group. Which, let's face it, Heineken have been. They've been around for a very long time and Core Heineken does a good yeah. job with sports. It does a good job with, you know, like all these other areas of like, you know, being in people's lives, but they haven't tapped into, you know, kind of the real, what, what was important to Gen Z, Gen uh, Millennials, Gen Yers, whatever. Um, and so they're saying, well, metaverse is a thing. It's, I mean, Facebook's going soaps or yeah. meta, I should say, is going super hard into metaverse. Yeah. So... You know, I guess they're seeing seeing this as an opportunity. And, and I do think that, although I don't fully understand the value attached to the metaverse, I'm intrigued by the fact that I know that Heineken Silver was just launched digitally first. And the fact that now there are these cans that have been brought out, and we haven't even got on to talking about the liquid yet. This maltier, refreshing, you know, lighter <laughs> beer, but... Yeah, it's interesting. I am intru- I was intrigued by it and I said, well, you know, it's only just launched here in the UK uh, as in as a couple of weeks ago and I just said to, to us that we had to do it uh, as an episode.
0: So, so, so I'm thinking is kind of my, my my thought on this is that so they've launched it into the metaverse. I don't think right. they've done it well. I will say that I don't think they've done it well, this launch into the metaverse and everything like that. But I get it and I'm actually quite excited to see... Where it goes, not just for Heineken, but I think for other companies as well. I think there's a, this is an untapped market. It is something new. And I can imagine we're going to see, we're probably in the next couple of years or so on this podcast, we're going to be coming back to other breweries and other companies that have done similar sort of things. But I think they're going to go from Heineken and I think it's only right. going to get better. Yeah. Does that makes sense? Does that? Does that, I think we're going to see some exciting things from it. And maybe I just have to stop using chip and pin and actually work out the work out where we well, are. Well, I going mean the fact
1: that you're in. still even just you've only just learned how to use chip and pin whereas now everything's become contactless. You're already a generation of technology finance payments behind. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean I think I think what's fascinating <laughs> about this, like Heineken Silver thing, is they are clearly going for a different target market. Um, you know, a younger target market. Uh, you know, the fact that they've built, yeah. they've gone to the effort of building this whole space and this. They did the whole launch campaign in the virtual, in Metaverse and yeah. stuff. Uh, I think obviously would have spent a lot of money to do that. Um, there's lots of their whole advertising oh, campaigns yeah. since then have all been about that. Um, you know, they're they kind of like launched with like video game characters like smashing through the screen from the digital. Uh, Heineken Silver to what it was when it first launched through to the physical product, uh, you know, through the screen and all this kind of stuff. So they have from a real, they're doing a really hard push on who they're attracting uh, with this Heineken Silver. But I guess what we should probably talk about is the flavour.
0: How are you, uh, how are
1: you getting on with this extra refreshing taste from Heineken Silver?
0: So from our original Heineken podcast that we did was I was never the biggest fan of Heineken. I thought it was, it felt quite heavy and I, I I think I said it didn't mm. taste that great and stuff like that but coming in with Heineken Silver yeah, it is more refreshing it is a lighter taste
1: and yeah. I quite like it I mean it. I think it's spot on yeah, I actually, I think this is fascinating. It's it, because of this ice cold brewing process, which they're saying has created a less bitter taste. I can get that. It doesn't taste, I mean, and not the Heineken's yeah. a bitter taste anyway, but it is it is like smoother almost. They've made a smoother Heineken yeah. um, and it does feel lighter. So it really is tapping into that kind of lighter beer. It's a 4% ABV, uh, which makes sense for a lager of this, you know, it's a sessionable yeah. lager, let's say. Uh, um,
0: yeah no, I've, I was I, I, I was thinking about this, and I think that we talk. There's a, in like America, they had um, the the White Claw first sold out. Um, yeah, yeah. was it Coachella? Yeah. Was the first time that it oversold bit. And I was thinking that I would quite happily drink this all day of the festival, yeah. which I kind of think is what totally they're in. going for. In not that they can't that you can drink it all day. I could drink this. Quite happily all day at a barbecue, I could drink this all day on a beach, and not be, not not get bored of it, and be like, ah, oh, I could happily, I would happily have this yeah. on a hot summer's day. I could go give me give me a Heineken yeah. Silver, if there was out of all the beers and stuff going on there, and all like you've got the mainstream beers, so your Foster's, your Carlsbergs, everything like that is kind of what I kind of treat them all in with. Heineken Silver is up there; yeah. it's refreshing, it's nice. Um. I'm. I i did not think I would like it. I went in game. It, it more annoyed me. I couldn't buy one or two bottles on its own. Oh, right. Yeah, pack yeah, yeah. Of he, Of Of Heineken Silver, and I was like, God damn! I've got to buy a 12 pack of Heineken Silver just to record this <laughs> podcast. I'm not. Oh, nice. That okay. Again. I yeah, I quite like. That's really
1: good, actually. I think that's that's obviously a good sign because we've done a lot of beer purchase for this podcast, and actually some of them you are like, oh god, I'm trying to give them away some of the bottles, but actually, I'm, I'm with you. I got a six pack, I think it was of the cans. And yeah, I've I've already consumed a couple of them, um, you know, over the last couple of days. And you know, this thing is obviously angled towards their eighteen and thirty-four year olds. Um, I did just notice as well in this article that they've um, they've also la- launched Heineken as as a brand has also launched a um, ultra dark fruit strongbow aimed at a younger audience as well. So for those of you that like your dark yeah. fruit strongbos, there is a an ultra coming out, which is all about uh, this kind of lower calorie cider. So it's basically the Heineken silver for, for yeah. cider, um, which uh, a lot of people okay. will, I'm sure, get in, on board with, but they've said um, Heineken have kind of made a quote here uh, when they're kind of talking about about this and to the grocer uh, and they're saying that you know over the over the last couple of years see the pandemic innovation has kind of taken a bit of a backseat as a lot of brewers and uh, and companies I guess look more back to the core kind of get a bit more kind of conservative and like kind of really just say well if we're going to spend our money let's pull it back and let's put it into what we're known for and why people yeah. you know buy us um, whereas they've said actually they, they see the opposite that actually this is, was an opportunity for innovation and they're think is innovation is really important and actually to identify uh, what they call as kind of like an un- untapped kind of drinking profile which is these you know lighter uh, again it's not they're not the first people to do this as you mentioned white Claw you know, hard seltzers tapped into this more refreshing, lighter, you know, kind of, you know, maybe even a slightly lower ABV kind of drinking uh, occasion that a lot of people are looking for. So Heineken just directly addressing that with this silver, I think is a very smart, you know, kind of marketing move, basically.
0: No, 100%. And as I said, I went from not really being a fan of Heineken to genuinely I would go out and buy buy Heineken silver. I think it is a... Yeah. it's a solid addition to their range and I'm genuinely sold on it and will I'm probably going to buy this I agree with you
1: I'm really interested by this and actually it's funny that their latest two innovations going back to their kind of innovation talk or why they feel innovation is important my two favourite Heineken products right now are I'd say this Heineken Silver and their Heineken 0.0 their non-alcoholic one you Know those are two very good I've beers. Not, I've
0: still not tried the 0.0. Yeah. 0. I need I'd to
1: be interested actually 0. if they make a silver 0. Yeah. 0.0. I could see that happening actually once this gets gone a bit of traction and people are liking it. They might they will, they should come out with a 0. 0.0 of this silver version.
0: I wonder if it's going to go too far one way and then they kind of lose any. Taste yeah, quite possibly. It. But it's, oh. it's, it's it's Heineken uh, <laughs> though. You know, they're pretty good
1: at replicating and keeping a yeah. good product. They're yeah. not going to like doombar it and just shoot out a half cox product, which is. Awful. For anyone listening, do not get the Heine the the, the oh. sorry the the Doom Bar 0.0 version. is awful. It's so bad. We talked about it a, a while back, and I still get I still get haunted by that memory of that Doom Bar. Actually, it was terrible. Yeah. I, I love like Doom, Doom, Doom Bar. Bar. It's such a I shame. Quite like anyway, this is Doom not about is Doom, Doom, Doom right. Bar, It's about Heineken. <laughs> All right, Rich, tell me. We've just talked. We've gone in great detail of the of the pod about this uh, metaverse virtual launch of Heineken Silver. Yeah. How much do you think they spent on that launch?
0: Oh, okay. Two point eight million. Uh,
1: Well, it's actually ten times that. They spent twenty million pounds on that launch.
0: what you're telling me that virtual launch they spent the whole of it so obviously
1: million. that virtual space in the, in the uh, decentraland that they built uh i mean that must have been like half of that must have gone to a, an agency who built that space yeah. yeah and all the spends the media spend behind it i mean i it was quite like there was a lot of buzz about heineken silver there was like you know but on on bus wraps you know you were going down on bus you know bus street you know waiting for a bus there was like a yeah. was things a lot of bus related heineken silver stuff no a lot of youtube ads i I remember a lot of youtube ads about heineken silver um and you know obviously they pushed massively on instagram and twitter
0: you know what thank god the liquid speaks for them because if they'd have done this and the liquid was awful like if it's been an absolute naff lord
1: which i've just noticed something this is obviously again another why it's targeted at a new age drinker this can has a qr code on the side of it does your bottle have a qr code oh yeah can you scan does, the QR code and tell us what, what the Q- we see?
0: Okay. Yeah. Give me one minute, right there. I'm doing this live on the podcast. <laughs> Let's see where the QR link takes me. Heineken.com. Um, as we all know, my, 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 my internet isn't great. Um, yes. Uh, oh, wait. It takes me to the Heineken website. Just to the Heineken website. Well... Uh, yeah, I'm just putting in my date of birth. Give me yeah, I'm sure it'll be
1: the number that makes sense. Yeah, just takes you straight to the Heineken website, which, you know, is the...
0: Straight me to the Heineken silver. Introducing Heineken silver.
1: There you go. So if you ever wanted yeah. more information, you could do it. Uh, but again, it shows again how QR codes and technology is interwoven into this, uh, into the physical products. That merging of the digital and the physical um, is happening more and more. QR code is, yeah. is honestly one of the number one things we're seeing in packaging right now, just being slapped onto labels and bottles and whatever. Uh, you know, you have the likes of, um, do you ever try uh, 19 crimes wine? Have you ever tried any of that before?
0: Yeah. When you, yeah, love 19 crowns. When you do the, you've got the... That's it. And, you get, and it you.
1: brings it to life, the label, yeah, doesn't it? The yeah. augmented reality. So we are seeing yeah. a lot more innovation in this specific space of, of the merging of, uh, of digital and physical. And I think the metaverse is just the, you know, the, the blanket umbrella of the new age that we're going to see in a lot, of, yeah. a lot of brands building. If they're doing some sort of launch party, they'll do a combination of maybe even physical to um, digital as well.
0: Yeah. Look, I'm going to say, it. try it definitely try
1: it and that's all we have time for from this week's episode of the i'll try that podcast and so for me joe rich and simo goodbye and don't forget to follow us on instagram twitter and watch us on youtube goodbye now always drink responsibly and if you or anyone else needs some help go to drinkaware.co.uk for more information